Section 13 of Chateau and Country Life in France. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chateau and Country Life in France by Mary King Waddington. Chapter 6. Christmas in the Valois. Part 2. Thursday morning we went early, 10 o'clock, to St. Quentin and spent over two hours decorating the tree, picketing and arranging all the little garments. Every child in the neighborhood was hanging around the schoolhouse when we arrived, the entrance being strictly forbidden until after the service, when the tree would be lighted. I expressed great surprise at seeing the children at the school on a holiday, and there were broad grins as they answered, Madame Waddington nous sait de venir. It had snowed all night, and the clouds were low and gray, and looked as if they were still full of snow. The going was extremely difficult, not that the snow was very deep, but there was enough to make the roads very slippery. We had the horses, ferres à glacé, and even the donkeys had nails on his shoes. The country looked beautiful, the poor little village quite picturesque, snow on all the dark roofs, and the church standing out splendidly from its carpet of snow, the tall pines not quite covered, and always the curtain of forest shutting in the valley. We left the maids to breakfast with a keeper, and promised to be back at three o'clock punctually. Our coachman, Hubert, generally objects strongly to taking out his horses in bad weather on rough country roads, and making three or four trips backward and forward, but today he was quite serene. He comes from that part of the neighborhood, and is related to half the village. Our progress was slow, as we stopped a good deal was a pretty sight as we got near St. Quentin. The church, brightly lighted, stood out well on the top of the hill against a background of tall trees, the branches just tipped with snow. The bell was ringing, the big doors wide open, sending out a glow of warmth and color, and the carpet of white, untrodden country snow was quite intact, except a little pathway made by the feet of the men who had brought up the harmonium. The red carpet and bright chrysanthemums made a fine effect of color, and the little niche, it could hardly be called a chapel, of the Virgin, was quite charming, all dressed with greens and white flowers, our tall Italian candles making a grand show. The La Ferte contingent had arrived. They had much difficulty in getting the omnibus up to the church, as it was heavy with the harmonium on top. However, everybody got out and walked up the hill, and all were off well. The Abbe was roving with his two choir children, in the minute sacristy and the two good sisters were standing at the gate with all their little flock about ten girls i should think there were people in every direction of all sizes and ages some women carrying a baby in their arms and pushing one or two others in a cart some wretched old people so bent and wrinkled one couldn't imagine how they could crawl from one room to another a miserable old man bent double really leaning on a child and walking with two canes was pointed out to me as Père Colin, who makes the margotines, bundles of little dry sticks used for making the fires for the chateau. However, they were all streaming up the slippery hillside, quite unmindful of cold or fatigue. We walked up too, and I went first to the schoolhouse to see if our provisions had come. Food was also a vexed question as tea and buns, which would seem natural to us, were unknown in these parts. After many consultations with the women about us, washerwomen, keepers' wives, etc., we decided upon hot wine and brioches. The mayor undertook to supply the wine and the glasses, and we ordered the brioches from the 
hotel du sauvage at la ferté the son of the house is a very good patissier it is a funny old-fashioned little hotel not very clean but has an excellent cuisine also a wonderful signboard a bright red naked savage with feathers in his hair and a club in his hand rather like the primitive pictures of north american indians in our school books everything was there and the children just forming the procession to walk to the church some of the farmers wives were also waiting for us at the schoolhouse so i had only a moment to go into the big classroom to see if the tree looked all right it was quite ready and we agreed that the two big boys with the keeper should begin to light it as soon as the service was over madame isidore the schoolmistress was rather unhappy about the quantity of people there were many more than thirty children but henrietta and pauline had made up a bundle of extras and i was sure there would be enough she told us people had been on the way since nine in the morning women and children arriving cold and wet and draggled but determined to see everything she showed me one woman from chazay the next village some distance off as our part of the country is very scantily populated it is all great farms and forests one can go miles without seeing a trace of habitation she had arrived quite early with two children a boy and a girl of seven and eight and a small baby in her arms and when madame isidore remonstrated saying the fete was for her school only not for the entire countryside the woman answered that madame always smiled and spoke so nicely to her when she passed on horseback that she was sure she would want her to come the french peasants love to be spoken to always answer civilly and are interested in the horses or the donkey or the children anything that passes we couldn't loiter as the bell was tolling the children already at the church and someone rushed down to say that monsieur le curé attendait ses dames pour commencer son office there was quite a crowd on the little place everybody waiting for us to come in we let the children troop in first sitting on benches on one side in front of the altar there were rows of chairs for the quality the sisters and their girls sat close up to the harmonium and on a table near covered with a pretty white linen cloth trimmed with fine old lace part of the church property was the enfant jesus in his cradle this was to be a great surprise to me when it was decided that the sisters should come to the fete with some of the bigger girls and bring the enfant jesus they thought there must be a new dress for the babe so every child subscribed a sou and the dress was made by the couturier of la ferte it was a surprise for the enfant jesus was attired in a pink satin garment with the high fluffed fashionable sleeves we were all wearing however i concealed my feelings the good sisters were so naively pleased i could only hope the children would think the sleeves were wings as soon as the party from the chateau was seated everyone crowded in and there was not seats enough nor room enough in the little church so the big doors remained open it was fairly warm with the lights and the people and there were nearly as many people outside as in the three keepers garde de Borny and artu looked very imposing they are all big men and their belts and gun barrels bright and shining they stood at the doors to keep order the mayor too was there in a black coat and white cravat but he came up to the top of the church and sat in the same row with me he didn't have on his tricolored scarf so i suppose he doesn't possess one it was a pretty simple service when the cure and his two choir children in their short white surplices and red petticoats came up the aisle 
the choir sang the fine old hymn adeste fidelis the congregation all joining in we sang too the english words o come all ye faithful we didn't know the latin ones but hoped no one would notice there are one or two prayers and a pretty short address talking of the wonderful christmas night so many years ago when the bright star guided the shepherds through the cold winter night to the stable where the heavenly babe was born the children listened most attentively and as all the boys in the village begin life as shepherds and cowboys they were wildly interested then there was a benediction and at the end all the children in procession passed before the enfant jesus and kissed his foot it was pretty to see the little ones standing up on tiptoe to get to the little foot and the mothers holding up their babes while this was going on the choir sang noel breton of holmes Duanges sont venus ce soir mais supporter les bonnes belles choses there was some delay in getting the children into procession again to go down to the schoolhouse they had been supernaturally good but were so impatient to see the tree that it was difficult to hold them henrietta and pauline hurried on to light the tree i waited for the abbe he was very pleased with the attendance and spoke so nicely to all the people we found the children all assembled in the small room at the schoolhouse and as soon as we could get through the crowd we let them come in the tree was quite beautiful all white candles quantities shining ornaments and small toys dolls trumpets drums and the yellow and red bags of dragues hanging on the branches it went straight up to the ceiling and quite on top was a big gold star the manufacture of which had been a source of great tribulation at the chateau we forgot to get one in paris and sent in hot haste on wednesday to la ferte for pasteboard and gold paper but alas none of us could draw and we had no model i made one or two attempts with anything but a satisfactory result all the points were of different lengths and there was nothing but points more like an octopus than anything else however pauline finally produced a very good one it really looked like a star and of course the covering of it with gold paper was easy the crochet made a great effect standing at the bottom of the tree with a tall candle on each side all the big toys and clothes were put on a table behind where we all sat then the door was open there was a rush at first but the schoolmistress kept strict order the little ones came first their eyes round and fixed on the beautiful tree then the bigger children and immediately behind them the oldest inhabitants such a collection of old bent wrinkled crippled creatures then as many as we could get in there wasn't a sound at first except some very small babies crowing and choking then a sort of hum of pleasure we had two or three recitations in parts from the older scholars some songs and at the end the compliment the usual thing madame mecher bien fatrice said by a small thing about five years old speaking very fast and low trying to look at me but turning her head always toward the tree and being shaken back into her place by madame isidore then we began the distribution the clothes first so as not to despoil the tree too soon the children naturally didn't take the slightest interest in warm petticoats or tricots but their mothers did we had the little ones first francis giving to the girls and alice to the boys henrietta called the names pauline gave the toys to our two and madame isidore called out each child the faces of the children when they saw dolls trumpets etc being taken off the tree and handed to each of them was a thing to remember 
the little girls with their dolls were too sweet hugging them tight in their little fat arms one or two of the boys began to blow softly on the trumpets and beat the drums and were instantly hushed up by the parents but we said that they might make as much noise as they pleased for a few moments and a fine vacarme row it was the heavy boots of the boys contributing well as they moved about after their trains marbles etc however the candles were burning low they only just last an hour and we thought it was time for cakes and wine we asked the children if they were pleased also if each child had garment toy and draguet and to hold them up there was a great scamper to the mothers to get the clothes and then all the arms went up with their precious load the school children passed first into the outer room where the keeper's wives and our maids were presiding over two great bowls of hot wine with a great deal of water naturally and a large tray filled with brioches when each child had had a drink and a cake they went out to make room for the outsiders and old people henrietta and pauline distributed the extras i think there were about twenty in all counting the babies in arms also of course the girls from la ferte who had come over with the sisters to sing i talked to some of the old people there was one poor old woman looked a hundred still gazing spellbound at the tree with the candles dying out and most of the ornaments taken off as i came up to her she said je suis bien vieux mais je n'aurais jamais cru voir que quelque chose de ce beau il me semble que le ciel est ouvert poor old thing i'm so glad i wasn't sensible and decided to give them something pretty to look at and think about there was wine and cakes for all and then came the closing ceremony we the quality adjourned to the sitting-room of the schoolmistress where there were red armchairs and a piano who produced a bottle of better wine and then we trinquet touched glasses with the mayor who thanked us in the name of the commune for the beautiful fate we had made for them i answered briefly that i was quite happy to see them so happy and then we all made a rush for wraps and carriages the abbe came back to the chateau to dine but he couldn't get away until he had seen his sisters and harmonium packed safely into the big omnibus and started for la ferte it looked so pretty all the way home it was quite dark and the various groups were struggling down the hill and along the road their lanterns making a bright spot on the snow the little childish voices talking laughing and little bands running backward and forward some disappearing at a turn of the road the lantern getting dimmer and finally vanishing behind the trees we went very slowly as the roads were dreadfully slippery and had a running escort all the way to the mill of bourneville with an accompaniment of drums and trumpets the melancholy plains of the valois were transformed to-night in every direction we saw little twinkling stars as the various bands separated and struck off across the fields to some lonely farm or mill it is a lonely desolate country all great stretches of fields and plains with a far-away blue line of forest we often drive for miles without meeting a vehicle of any kind and there are such distances between the little hamlets and isolated farms that one is almost uncomfortable in the absolute solitude in winter no one is working in the fields and one never hears a sound a dog's bark is welcome it means life and movement somewhere it is quite the country of the haute couture which 
chevelys wrote about in his famous novel la ferme du chocart the farms are often most picturesque have been abbeys and monasteries the massive round towers great gateways and arched windows still remain occasionally too parts of a solid wall there is a fine old ruin the commandere near montigny one of our poor little villages it belonged to the knights templar and is most interesting the chapel walls are still intact and the beautiful roof and high narrow windows it is now alas a poulier chicken-house and turkeys and chickens are perched on the rafters and great beams that still support the roof the dwelling-house too is most interesting with its thick gray walls high narrow windows and steep winding staircase i was always told there were donjons in the cellars but i never had the courage to go down the dark damp slippery staircase we were quite glad to get back to our big drawing-room with a fire and the tea-table for of course the drawback to our entertainment was the stuffiness not to say bad smell of the little room when all the children and grown people got in most of them with damp clothes and shoes the odor was something awful of course no window could be opened on account of the candles and the atmosphere was terrible at the end when it was complicated with wine and cakes and and all the little ones faces smeared with chocolate on dragues i really don't know how we stood it we had a very cheerful dinner we complimented the abbe upon his sermon which was really very pretty and poetical he said the children's faces quite inspired him and beyond over their heads through the open door he got a glimpse of the tall pines with their frosted heads and could almost fancy he saw the beautiful star we were all very pleased with our first christmas in the valois end of section thirteen end of chapter six